I'm stoked. All right. So um, if you know me, you know that um, I'm a big fan of this guy and uh, you know, we're good buddies and that's a blast and I'm excited to have him here. I'm excited to shoot the shit and uh, you know, talk about life and, and some of the new stuff he's got going on, but mostly just hang with my friend, uh, Will Danette. Dude, how are we, buddy? What's going on? How's life? It's good, man. How are you doing? I'm chilling. I'm all right. Hey, I got to ask you a question. I didn't ask you this before. Um, you know, your Zoom name says William Danette. I don't know if I've ever heard anyone call you William ever. <laughs> it's my legal name. Yeah, we're friends on Facebook, though. And like when your mom <laughs> tags you and stuff, it doesn't say William. It still, yeah, I, still will. I don't have William on anything except when I order Chick-fil-A. They're like, who's the order for? I'm like, Will. They're like, William? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, That's I me. recently found out that. So the fun thing about Chick-fil-A is that. um, So. Where I live in New Jersey, there's a mall that's like four minutes down the street, four or five minutes down the street. And there's always my entire life. That mall has been there my whole life. And there's always been a Chick-fil-A in that mall. And when I was a kid, it was always like a big deal to go to the mall so we can get Chick-fil-A because there was no other Chick-fil-A's around except that mall. Yeah. And in the in this county of Bergen County, New Jersey, there was no Chick-fil-A's and not even like the corresponding counties for at least i'd say they put the first chick-fil-a outside of that mall i would say 10 years ago was the first chick-fil-a outside the mall and now there's like a bunch yeah there's like a ton of drive-through ones so now chick-fil-a is chick-fil-a but yeah that's that's how mine was my uh the very first chick-fil-a not the first one i went to but the only one we had in alexandria was in the mall so you had to go to the mall, which is a, not a great place, uh, but you had to go there to get Chick-fil-A. So, Are you not a mall fan? I I like a mall. I guess it just, it just depends like what I'm going for. All right. That's fair. I think malls today are worse <clears throat> than they were when we were kids. Yeah. The Alexandria Mall sucks. Bad. All right. What is your, what is your favorite thing about a mall though? Because I think all malls have oh, certain things okay. alike. So what's your favorite thing about a mall? I have a hot take about mall food. Mm. I love awful Chinese mall food. Oh, when they put it in the styrofoam container, it's like fat. Yep. yep. I can't. There's a place in Monroe, Louisiana that is in the mall and it's the best Asian food I've ever had. It's called yummy Japan. You go and it's like six fifty for a whole thing of food. That's just overflowing. And yummy Japan. Yummy Japan. It's so it good. Yummy, yummy, yummy. In my tummy. Yummy, yummy, yeah. yummy. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> oh my um, God. We have Sharku Japan. Do you okay. know what that is? That's nope. like, it's probably the same thing. And that's gas too, but that's only in malls. I've never seen like a standalone Sharku Japan. Yeah. I've only ever seen it in malls. Yeah. And, There's only uh, one yummy Japan that I'm aware of. One yummy Japan. I wonder if there's other yummy Japans. That would be a good a good side quest. Yummy Japan. Japan. Let's see. Yummy Japan. Are you, are you Googling that? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yummy Japan. Um no, no. I wonder. <laughs> yummy Japan. This is a uh 
Well, yummy Japan Monroe, Louisiana comes up. I'll tell you that much. I'm telling you. It doesn't look like there's any other yummy Japans. Yeah. They're all Monroe, Louisiana. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it then. I think that that's uh might have to do a side quest to Monroe, Louisiana for yummy Japan. I know. I'm about to say we'll have to get you down there. I know. Are you a sushi guy? I I do like sushi a lot. There was right. I didn't like it really growing up. There was I have a weird story about sushi there. So this girl I went to high school with brought sushi for lunch, but it was like like Kroger sushi. Oh no. Like supermarket. And I didn't I've never had it before. I was like, can I try that? She's like, yeah. Ate it. It was raw, like raw fish. And I literally gagged Ugh. at the lunch table in high school. And then I grew up a little later in college, and there's a really good uh, sushi restaurant where I went to college at. So that was good. I um I think I tried to like it. I'm a, so here's the thing about me. I'm not really picky, but uh, I don't like textures. Yeah. So like the slimy texture of a like raw fish doesn't do it for me. Like I'm not all in on that. But like all the cooked stuff, like I was for. But then I realized that like it's not really worth it because I'm always hungry afterwards. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. So I um so she's like a good um like if you're on a diet or whatever, like a strict diet, it's a good like cheat meal because it's it's healthy still. Yeah. And you can just load up, but the rice just like bloats you. So whatever. I don't know. Well, you were an athlete in college, right? Yeah, I cheered in college. So did we ever have we ever talked about this? You laugh, but I knew this. Uh I don't I don't remember if we did, honestly. I don't so so if anyone doesn't know, I mean, what was on the show? How how many how long ago was that? Last I feel like I should July. Was that really what it was? I think so. Seriously. Okay. Well, that's a long time ago. I don't remember. All right, so so over a year ago, which is something, but um, I don't know if we ever talked about that. I think I remember wanting to talk to you about it, and I'm pretty sure I've said in my head, like, I should ask Will about his cheerleading days, but I've never asked. I have to go back and listen to it to see I'm if curious. we actually talked about it. I don't know if we did, because seriously, like, I've always wondered about this. Like, yeah. like I'm talking as of, like, recent, like, I was, I was talking to someone. I don't remember who it was. It was either my brother, probably Kristen, one of the two, and... Uh, I, we were talking about cheerleading. And I was like, I think Will is a cheerleader. Did you do it in high school or just in college? No, I uh, I did it just in college. All right. For for two years. Let's see. Started off in college. Let's see. I'm trying to remember exactly when I started cheering. I was a junior and I had been in the like gym working out. And I had buddies that cheered that mm-hmm. I was friends with through like just church and other classes and whatnot. And they're like, you have to come try it. Just at least try it. And then, you know, the whole thing, like oh, I tried it once and I was like hooked on it or whatever, yeah. but it, that's really what it was. Cause it was just hard, but fun. Yeah. And we got, the, challenge. we got to travel a bunch too. So that was kind of sick. That's cool. So it was a challenge. That's cool. Yeah. Did yeah. you, uh, did you, I mean, I, I'd imagine you were like a base guy. Where you like held people up, but did you also do like, like falls and shit like that? Can you flip? I could do a backflip. I haven't done one in like three years, probably. I only ask because you're like in, you're in pretty good shape. Like I say that in, in the most friendly way. Like you're in you're in much better shape than yeah. me. That's for sure. As I'm as I'm eating sour patch kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but still, you are. And as you just housed a three and a half pound burrito, but then we're not going to talk about that. That's just yeah, you know, big burrito, big burrito. Guy's got a big head. That burrito's the size of his head. Of his yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's insane. Like to be able to do that. I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. I always admired guys that could do like backflips and foals and all that shit. Because like when I grew up wrestling, like a lot of guys could do that. That was like a very common thing among wrestlers to be able to do back handsprings and shit mm-hmm. like that. And I could never do it. I, I wasn't athletic enough. But like I always thought it was cool for guys that could do that. Um, it'd be a great party trick. Be like, yo, look what I could do. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> my roommate in college, he was this big, like three hundred pound Asian kid, big dude, all a lot of muscle, mostly mm-hmm. muscle. But then he, you know, that there's a story for a different time. But he, we got our backflips at like the same time. We started cheering at the same time, and he would throw it at parties and he did it twice when he was drunk and landed on his face twice That's just literally no. like scuffed his whole almost broke his nose doing it yeah don't do that so more of the story don't throw a backflip when you're drunk at a party yeah unless you're really good at it unless you're really really good at it and not oh, yeah. hammered i was not that's, that's crazy so did you like cheer at football games and shit like that or was it all competition stuff yeah we did we never competed um, while I was cheering, they do it now and they did it before I cheered, but they took some years off of it, but we just cheered at football and, um, basketball games. Gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah. I they're fun it. though, man. That's awesome. Now there's a side of Wilton app. You didn't know. <laughs> and now you do. A new That's page a in the book. Um, a new, a new, you wrote the book. You wrote the book. <laughs> I wrote the book. <laughs> what a quote. What a quote. Um, so what have you been up to? So, so, um, you know, obviously I've seen you a bunch over the last year or so, but, um, you're doing, uh, you're playing downtown. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You played a little bit in Massachusetts. That's really cool too. Yeah. Um, and you're kind of just doing the thing. So, so what's new and, and, um, you know, in the last year, if you can catch the people up, what have you been, yeah. what have you got going on? I have been trying to play out of town more, Yeah. get more like out of town tour dates, if you will, quote unquote. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm just grinding that, writing a ton, um, trying to anyway. Um, written a, a lot of good songs, I think, in the last year or so. Um, finally getting around to recording some of them. I got one coming out March 1st. So um, I don't know if this will be out when it comes out, but I know that's only in like a week and a half. But A week and a half, yeah. It'll be, March 1st, if you're listening now, it's definitely out. Yeah. So I think it'll go be out it. the week after. Yeah. If you're listening right now, go stream it. Great song. I know yeah. pretty much every word. Pretty make impressive. Me some, make me a couple of pennies. That's what I'm saying. And so God knows we need it, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so um, can we talk about this one thing? It's like you mentioned you mentioned the uh you know, trying to play out of town a little more and and do that whole thing. And I feel comfortable asking you about this just because we're friends. So like this isn't as weird, but mm-hmm. I feel like um I put in my drink on the ground in case I spill it. Cause that's going to suck. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, when, when people are playing gigs and, you know, you, you make good money playing these bar gigs downtown and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. And you get to play covers and, and then you get to write during the day and, and some days you'll be off during the week and you can write or write on the weekends, whatever it might be. Right. Yep. Do you feel like, 
in terms of where you're at in your career and hundreds and hundreds of other people are in the same boat as you, right? In terms yeah. of Nashville, Tennessee, Music City and other areas where music is popular. Yeah. Is there like a glorification around it all? Where like, cause like you just said, quote unquote tour dates, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people really buy into that and they kind of make it seem like it's a lot more um, um, glamorous than it really is, right? Yeah. Um, can you touch on that a little bit? Because I know you work your butt off. Yeah. And like, I know you work really hard to play your music for your sets in downtown. And then you do other stuff and you got to write during the day and all this stuff that's really busy. You have a dog, you have a life. Like there's all this stuff mm-hmm. that's that's picking up your time. So you got to work really hard at it. It's not just as easy as going there, playing three hour sets and then going home and be like, oh, I made my money for the day. Because yeah. like sometimes it's not, it's not just like that. Like you don't just make... You know what I mean? Like some days are better than yeah. others and that's just a fact. Yep. So touch on that a little bit. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it, it would be very easy for me to go play downtown every single day and just like check in, check out kind of thing. Like just go to make money. Like obviously that's how I pay my bills right now. Um, I've had other jobs in the past and stuff like that, but when the money is good, the money is good, but people can get stuck there. Yeah. And like my end goal is to be able to write make money writing play music tour whatever that could be i when i when i moved to nashville originally all i wanted to do was just make a living playing music am i doing that right now yes and have my goals changed since moving here and playing downtown and and recording music yes a lot but Mm -hmm. it does get over glorified in the sense that people will like i saw i'm not going to name the artist but i saw the other day they posted this thing and they it was like support dates obviously headlining dates for them as well and then they had radio show appearances added to their calendar and i was like that's a lot that's interesting because you know you think radio show it's what is it like a a, maybe a five minute spot at most might even be like 35 seconds whatever you know right it's it, unless you're hosting the show for that day like some sure. people do like ward gunner has a show where people co- co- like co-host for him or whatever but yeah um i just found that very odd because it's just filler basically to it say makes, like it makes yeah. the schedule look bigger right so well, I don't know. that's that's interesting because like i don't know like i think that everyone's kind of grinding and like you don't have to pretend like you're doing all this stuff if you're not yeah now, granted, to the eye, it looks a lot better, right? But I don't know. Like, I would much rather see, like, okay, well, I'm playing. Because at the end of the day, right? Like, I remember I was having this conversation with Stephen Paul about this once because he, he, um, that was an unnecessary name drop, but Stephen's great, right? And he's a Louisiana yeah, guy. Stephen's a good dude, man. Yeah. And he's a Louisiana guy and he's awesome. Yeah, he's- and, and, you know, I've become friends with him over the years. And, and, but he, Kind of hey, isn't quick quick side note. I guarantee yeah. you, if you ask Stephen Paul about Yummy Japan, he will know exactly what you're talking about. I'm gonna shoot him a text. I guarantee should I, you. Should I text him live? That's the question. Do it. And hope Do that it right he answers. Now. Let's Do see. It. He's either gonna say it's good or bad because there's haters and there's people that love it. I'm one of the people that love it. <laughs> you're, on, you're on the you're on the bright side of the Yummy Japan. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the glass half full kind of kind of yeah. side. All in on Yummy Japan. <laughs> Insane. Um, so, so, uh, what I was saying was that Steven, like, um, I remember we were having a conversation cause, cause 
you know, he, Stephen was uh, actually, the fact that I know this is actually pretty funny, but Stephen was on here um, under 10 guests. Like he was under the number mm-hmm. 10 mark. Right. Yeah. And then I talked to him again years later, probably like three, three months ago or so, whatever. And uh, you know, I've been talking to him since, but he was like, Hey, putting out a lot of music. Can we, can we talk? Great. Come back on. We're having a conversation about just like the Broadway scene. And, and he's been playing at Dirks for many years for mm-hmm. two nights a week. And he makes a lot of money because people pack in during his thing, during yep. his set. And he puts on a hell of a show truly. Like he puts on yep. one hell of a show and he makes a lot of money doing it, which is great. And he does that. And then he plays at the Valentine and then he's starting to play at, you know, friends in low places too. So yep. we were having a conversation and he was saying how in 2024, he wanted to, he was ending his quote unquote residency at whiskey row. Mm-hmm. He's still going to play the Valentine. He was still going to play at friends in low places, but he was going to do both of those. I think max three nights a week. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of them or whatever it was four nights a week. And the rest of the days he was going to write all day. Right. Yeah. Because he really wanted to focus on the writing part of things. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to him about it and I was like, why is that? And I know the answer, but I wanted to hear it from him. Basically what he said was that he was like, you can some semi get stuck. Like the money's great. And when it's coming in, it's awesome. But like yeah. when you move to Nashville, it's a really good way to get started because you say, okay, well I can play, you know, quick, fast. I can get in front of people early and you know i can have a chance at people seeing my name and seeing my voice and hearing my voice and seeing my face mm-hmm. but you're right on the contrary like it's hard to focus on those other things because then it takes away from your writing or whatever you want to do right um so yeah. that balance is very interesting um but i see, it's, I, I feel like you do a really good job at that yeah i so for the first like year that i was playing downtown and let's see, I moved here 2020, so October 2020, yeah. So about the first year I was playing downtown, I was literally playing like seven or eight times a week. Mm-hmm. So a couple of doubles and maybe a day off here and there. And then I would do like a week off. So like three weeks on, one week off kind of deal or like three or four days off. Um, But it, it, it definitely got to a point where I couldn't even write because my brain was so dead from playing. Sure. And I had to take a really like hard step back and be like, okay, I didn't move here to be this guy that gets stuck on Broadway. Like, and I, I'm very glad that I saw that from like, a. I had a lot of good friends that kind of mentored me in that way. Like, Hey, this is good for now, but like, you don't want to get stuck down here. Sure. Um, so it, it's kind of, it's good and bad. There's pros and cons to, everything but um i've started to kind of like make myself schedule rights like i'm very bad at scheduling stuff mm-hmm. i'm not a good calendar person at all so i i have made it like a priority this year to be really um like driven towards scheduling rights with people i love to write with or if I meet somebody new and I hear their stuff, I'm like, man, you're really good. Let's get a right to, or something like that. Yeah. Um, trying to just be better about that. But yeah, it's, you can definitely get stuck and it's very easy to get stuck down there for sure. sure. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I love watching you play, you know that, but, um, and I, I do think there's a lot of positives to downtown and playing Broadway and, and 
kind of hitting that whole circuit. Like there's, you know, people have been doing it forever, you know, like yeah. people that you listen to every day that are maybe 20 years older than us or whatever it might be. Like that's, yeah. that was your only avenue. Like there wasn't other avenues. It was like, do that and figure it out. Um, right. So like there is a method to the machine, but I also think today in a world where everything's so songwriter heavy, like you got, there's gotta be a way to figure out how to balance both of them. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's just how it is. Right. But um, especially if you want to be, if you want to write songs, like you, you obviously have to, um, you know, um, curve your track a little bit to, to cater that. But yeah, um, I don't know. I like, I think you do a great job. And so there's, there's, there's no negative in there. And I think that, that, you know, finding that balance is really good. And, and to be a good calendar guy is, is a really good 2024 goal. Also to be a really good texter. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to be a better phone caller too. I told no. both my grand, my grandmas at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to make sure that none of my siblings call you more than me this year. So wow. I, I'm doing good on that so far, but you know what, you know what I do? Cause I'm a big, you know, this. I'm a big caller guy. Like yeah. I prefer calling over text message. Now, if I'm not going to be able to get you on the phone, I'll text you. I don't care. It's fine. But like, yeah. I'm a big, like in the car, if I don't want to listen to music, I'll just call you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we'll just have a conversation. Like I'm all, I'm all good with that. And some of my friends that don't live near me, I've been able to continue relationships with because of the fact that I call them once a week and we just talk right about yeah. random shit. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's longer than a week, whatever it might be. You just call them, you talk to them. I think the phone and the the speaking on the phone is the best thing that you could do. Yep. I think it's awesome. I love it. Truly. I love it. Yeah. For those of you listening to this podcast right now, me and Kyle actually had a 45 minute conversation. 45 on... minutes. <laughs> it was 45 minutes. I literally got off sick. the phone. I know. I got off the phone. I was like, dang, how long is that? 45 minutes, dude. That was crazy. Not that that's like the longest phone call either of us have ever had, I'm sure. But it was gas. You know why? Because I have this, I have this problem. All right, people. Like I have this issue where Will and I, and like I, I, I say this in like a very serious way. Like Will and I talk a lot. Do we not? Yeah. Multiple times a week. <clears throat> I am Multiple the creative director of this podcast, so that's why we talk a lot. That's crazy. But yeah, I know. So I, I'm the guy that writes all the scripts and books the the artists and whatnot. So this is, you know, this is kind of weird being on this side of the microphone for once, Kyle. So that's crazy. Who gave this guy a big head? That's nuts. <laughs> if someone go get one of those big hats you can get from the NFL for like 90 bucks, <laughs> stick it on Will's head. Cause I don't think anything else is going to fit that oh noggin after that statement. God. That's crazy. Yeah, no. That's crazy. And then, and then it's the funny thing. Cause he, he mentioned scripts. I want someone to come on my computer and <laughs> I want someone to open up my computer, open up the the Finder app, find my documents, and see if you can find a script. Because I promise you, you will not. You know why? Because nope. it's all off the dome. Off the dome, baby. All this hair covers his head for a reason. Because my brain is protruding out of this skull. Because <laughs> you're it's dropping all your in head, here, dude. baby. It's all in here. <laughs> it's because you're dropped on your head. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I slipped out of my dad's hand. So I was like, yeah, oh my god! Boom. That's it. But um, I don't even remember what we were saying. Oh, phone thing. Yeah, phone yeah. Thing. Um, I have this problem where like I like to call Will like randomly in the middle of the day, and I always catch him on stage. Like he's yeah. always on stage trying to call him every single time. He's always Pretty singing. Much. 
And he answers me through text, but he just doesn't answer the phone, obviously, because he can't. And uh, yeah, I have that problem. It's happened before and it's not only happened to him, which is also really funny, but um, I should probably just not call people cold call. People, but <laughs> that's besides the point. That's besides the point. All right. Yeah. That's not, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> so you played in Massachusetts recently over the summer, right? Was that the yeah. first time you ever played in Massachusetts? Uh, it wasn't the first time. It was the first time I had multiple dates like in a row. So I, I played the little one-offs or like a weekend with maybe two gigs. Um, but we, I booked a, a show at off the rails in Worcester, which shout is out like, Worcester. The, like, yeah, shout out. Go Woo Sox. Um, Woo Sox. Yeah. The Woo Sox baby at Polo Park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I booked a show up there um, for the main state, like the big stage they have in the back. Yeah. Um, and that was cool. Like, Dude, that was like my first big show, I guess. It, I mean, there wasn't a ton of people there. There's probably like 150 people there, which was sick. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just other little people. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. And then I got to play at Treehouse Brewing, mm-hmm. brewery up there. So got to do that. Got made a bunch of cool um, contacts that we're hopefully going to get to do some more cool stuff. That's awesome. Uh, this summer too. So well, did I tell you the the deal with? Uh off the rails i think i told you right um my so so one of my best friends from college grew up in worcester or rutland which is right outside of worcester yeah and then so one day like i guess i i don't know how the story goes but um her i I don't know if i was i was telling my friend that you were playing it off the rails because my friend used to see shows there a lot when she lived there. Because mm-hmm. it's very common. Like, people go there. There's music there all the time. So yeah, it's like, all the time. It's very norm, normal for people to go there. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, my buddy's playing it off the rails. And uh, I guess her stepdad or something is really into country music. And so is her mom. And, like, l- later that week, she was like, yeah, me and so-and-so. Like, what I don't remember what her stepdad's name is. But me and so, like, we went to off the rails and whatever. And, and Hannah was like, wait did you see Kyle's friend, Will? And she's like, I don't know. And she was like, there was a guy named Will playing music. And she goes, yeah, that's Kyle's friend. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So they saw you play. So they thought you were really good, which is cool. Um, and it's cool. You got to go out there and just play. I think that, that, that there's a lot of benefit to playing in a new place. That's not Aldean's or Miranda's or wherever you yeah. play multiple times a week and just have like a new, like a new, lookout and faces and bartenders and just a new setting in general right there's gotta be yeah, something was cool positive about that. i had like a dressing room so that was interesting wow and there was you like put a, on your a, jeans a, and welded at t-shirts no I, <laughs> I put i was dressed when i got there i did not have to get dressed there um but i did uh, make a jack daniels and diet coke in the dressing room that i don't know if i was supposed to but i did anyway um and that got me, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was just a really cool thing. My parents came up and it was. Oh, I did um, that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. You were supposed to come to that. I, tried I was to supposed to come to that. No, no, I was, I was going to come to that, but then I had to work. And then that's kind of a far drive for me. That's like a four yeah. hour drive. So yeah. I was like, I was only going to be able to do it in one day. So yeah. I had to work the next day, which is why I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to leave at like 12 or whatever it was. Yeah. Drive all the way up there, do it, and then drive all the way back. Yeah. That was going to be a far ride. And I, I was pretty close to doing it. And then I had some people tell me that it probably wasn't a good idea. And I was yeah. like, all right, I guess not. 
but um next time you're up there i need like a good month advance and i'll be there you'll know so, i'll know you will know i probably won't even be here by the time you do that so yeah that's fair maybe i'll have to fly down there with you yeah i mean where are you Ooh. gonna be at i don't know i don't know we're gonna do a new uh for all you people listening as the creative director i'm just now deciding this is going to be a new segment called where the hell is kyle going <laughs> the <laughs> we world don't know. may never know <laughs> the world may never know and guess what neither do i <laughs> yep that's we fair do not know one day i think i'm going somewhere and then i'm not and the next yep. day i'm still here so that's that but um no that's that's fantastic i love that you got to do that i love that you're that you're branching out too i think that's really important and because truly like i really think that that you have a lot to offer in terms of your voice and and i feel like there's so many people that are maybe afraid to take that jump and mm-hmm. i guess it also helps that like you know you have a reason to go to massachusetts and not just because you're gonna go for yourself but yeah um you know like so i, I think that's really cool that that you are able to take that jump and do that and continue to do that like you know, like you said, it's, it's really great to make those connections and say like, all right, well, let's try again, right? Like maybe this summer, mm-hmm. let's do it again or whatever it might be. So I love it, dude. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mass, mass is cool, man. I like the Northeast a lot. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I like New England. I, I will say this is that in terms of like cities, I like Northern Northeast cities, Boston's probably my favorite. Yeah, and Boston is sick. Boston is I I had never been up and this is probably so dumb of me. I had never been farther north than Kentucky before I moved to Nashville. Literally. Wow. That's pretty good. And then now I've been all over the freaking United States. I feel like I mean I've been to I got to go play in Vegas. I've gotten to play in uh Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which was wow. crazy. Um Do you like the Dakotas? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I do it. We it was like a a bender of a weekend. We drove in. We drove fifteen or sixteen hours straight to get to Sioux Falls, which I played with Julietti. I don't. I think I'm pretty That's sure right. you know who that is. But yeah, yeah. She opened for Justin Moore, and um, so we drove all night and all day. Made it. Went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Slept for like six hours. Woke up. Had to get ready sound check everything all that good stuff so yes and then we left the next morning like we we partied that night and then left early 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 the next morning sure that's insane i i i I say this and maybe i'm in the wrong here and like if my girlfriend's listening to this she's gonna be like you you, no way this is never gonna happen but (laughs) my personal opinion this is what i think if i never had the opportunity to leave this country, I would be very happy with, and I'm not saying I want this. I'm just saying I'd be very content with hitting all of these different areas of the country. Right. So like, I know the Northeast, but I would love to go like North mid North, like Midwest, Midwest, the Dakotas and Montana's and Wyoming's. And Mm -hmm. I honestly could leave California alone if I never had to step in California. Great. (laughs) Whatever. But, um, but like all of those, like, like middle States that people like shit on a lot. I just would love to see those areas of the world. And I think that'd be really cool. And then obviously make your way through Texas and back up and whatever, but um, you gotta go to Louisiana, man. I think I do. I I've, I've, I've been told this before. I feel like I should just go. 
You got to. I mean, I, I guarantee you between me, Stephen, and Alex Smith, we could give you a ton of recommendations. There you go. On, on where to go. Yeah, I love it. Would you uh um oh wow, here you go. Uh live look at Stephen Paul. Um Uh-oh. sorry, buddy, if I'm shouting you out on here. Um, he goes, That is super random. I have eaten there quite a few times. <laughs> Your typical Japanese food. Dude. Live look, Stephen Paul. Uh, that's fantastic. I knew I could count on Stephen. That's fantastic. I'm gonna have to. I mean, I'm definitely keeping this in because that's just so great. But that's so funny. um, wow, yeah, yummy, <laughs> yummy. Yeah, it's. I mean, his opinion of it is probably a lot different than mine. I I would go out of my way to drive thirty minutes to Monroe that's to eat insane. it. And he, I'm pretty sure he's from the Monroe area. I feel like he would I think he is. only go only eat there if he had to go to the mall. Cause Fair that's enough. like the outskirts of, of Monroe at that point, there's not much like else left until you get to like an hour to Mississippi from Monroe ish. Gotcha. Hey, so, so far, what but... is your, what was your hometown like growing up? Dude, it was cool. Um, I, all of my family lived there. So we never had to like travel to see family or anything. So that was sick. Um, my grandparents lived right down the street from us. Um, my, my dad's parents lived right down the street from us. My mom's parents lived a little out, but, um, it was cool. I mean, just not a super small town. Like I think it's 60 ish thousand people. So not, not super small, but definitely not like, not like Nashville big at all. Um, so you're not like in the middle of nowhere either. Yeah. 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 pace of life is a lot slower and just good people man good people good food lots i mean well not a ton to do growing up like when we got a buffalo wild wings that was a revelation in this town it was literally yeah and there was a there was a group of people that tried to keep it from happening which was wow. so interesting to me all right i was like this this would be the best thing ever and then we got what do you, what do you call a buffalo wild wings b-dubs wow yeah i honestly think i might be the only person who doesn't call it that well the people in this area we don't yeah. call it b-dubs yeah and, and that might be a my town thing we've never called it b-dubs but like guys that grew up town over they call it b-dubs we yeah. call it buffs buffs like me and my buddies all call the buffs I, to this I've day we heard call that buffs. yeah i've heard that i have a buddy that says that honestly um but i yeah i've always just said b-dubs I don't know but that's why. what everyone calls it. And I thought yeah. that buffs was like the normal thing until like I went to college and everyone called it B-dubs. And I was like, what the hell is B-dubs? Mm-hmm. I know buffs. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know B-dubs. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it, Alexandria was cool, man. I mean, like grew up playing sports and we had a really good little league. Um, great facilities and stuff like that. So I was very blessed to grow up where I grew up at, especially with having all my family there too so would you go good. back like would you move back um, would i move back to alexandria a lot a lot would have to happen in my life for me to move back to alexandria a lot of things would have to either go really really well or really really wrong <laughs> if that's something makes go sense. really really well yeah i get yeah. where you're going yeah. yeah so like if i you know whatever if you want to talk about the really really bad no, let's There's talk about the really, yeah. really good. <laughs> if I blow up, get 37 number one songs and have more money than Ashley Gorley, then I'll move back to 
He's going to move back. And then the funny thing about that is he's going to go from my creative director and I'm going to go to his booking manager. (laughs) And that's going to be nuts. And I'm going to move into a guest house in the backyard. And I'm just going to, I'm going to live back there. And it's going to be this little one bedroom house. It's going to have a full kitchen, a living room and and Mm -hmm. one single bedroom. And I'm going to sit back there. I'm going to mind my own business and you're not going to need me unless you really need me. And I'm just going to sit there. I'm just going to squat. You could come eat breakfast every morning if you wanted to. Like I'll I'll cook you pancakes or something. I don't know. Are you a sucker for breakfast food? I am. Bro, honestly, I, I haven't eaten breakfast. Like I have to really think about eating breakfast to eat breakfast. I agree. And I think that a lot of people are like that. Right. Yeah. Like I think that most people don't eat breakfast. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big dinner guy. I, love, I like dinner like, too. Eating a lot for dinner. I'm a big snack guy, which is probably not a great thing as I'm I have a bag of Sour Patch Kids right here. I am too. I got jelly beans but, back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need those to survive though. So that's crazy. <laughs> out here, <laughs> that's crazy. No one knows. No one knows I'm a diabetic. That's not, you can't out me like that. Oh, wow. Well, sorry. My bad. I'm kidding. Could you imagine? <laughs> Four years, not a soul knew I had diabetes. <laughs> not That's one crazy. single person. Did you ever hear the story about when I uh, when I did this and I had a low blood sugar on the pod and I'm no. sitting here and I knew it was going to happen like because my little my little thing went off right my phone yeah. went off I'm like, oh my god my blood sugar is going to go low so I knew that like I was kind of going low when I brought all my stuff down here to start recording so I brought a bag of Skittles down right and I'm sitting here and I'm like talking and then I'm like hey man like I just gotta let you know like there's a chance. I like start munching on some Skittles. I have diabetes. My blood sugar's low. As we're talking on the pod, there's a recording of this. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, no way. You have type 1 diabetes? I'm like, yeah. He goes, me too, man. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> what a bonding this. moment. I'm Who like, was holy it? shit. You I know mean, Brandon you Radcliffe? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. It. He said it on recording. Yeah. That's funny. Like, if you look him up, he, he's cool. He, I'll have he's to got go like, listen cool, to that pod. like John Mayer country sound. It's like, it's yeah. kind of cool. It's really different, but I was like, no fucking way. And we have like a, we have like a, like, um, um, remember in Jimmy Neutron, a brain blast, we have like yep. a boom moment. And I was like, whoa. Wow. And then we started talking about numbers and medicine and all this stuff that like no one understands except for us. And it was pretty cool. It was <laughs> remember country music podcast after dark. That's what that is. Yeah. Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. You know what's crazy about diabetes? This is really random. I'll move on from this after this. But um, so I don't know why, but like if you talk to like older people, like my grandparents or like probably anyone over the age of like 65 or 70, um, they don't say diabetes. Do you know what they say? Diabetes. Diabetes. Yeah. So my brother tells a really funny story and I kind of wish he was down here to tell this story. But um, when I was 15 and they were like, I was at the doctors and they were like, checking me out and doing all this stuff and yeah. they finally figured out that i had diabetes my mom obviously called my grandmother who was watching my young sister at the time at this house and my brother's down here hanging out <laughs> and she comes down she's like she's like keith and he's like yeah and she's like you know kyle's you know he's okay he's he's got something going on and he goes what's up and she just goes uh, listen, I love my grandma. She's a saint. She just goes, she goes, well, he's got the diabetes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bro, there, this is so, oh my God. that's so funny that you said it like that because my dad has diabetes too. His dad has it and he has it too, but um, his is type two. It's not type one. 
AKA probably what I'm going to get from eating these Sour Patch Kids. No, but, I mean, I don't know. You know more about it than I do, but you won't uh, trust me. <laughs> he, he, um, he sat us all down when we, I think I was either home from college or I was still in high school at, at some point. He sat all of us down, me and my three siblings at dinner one night. He goes, guys, I have to tell you something. And oh, I was like, no. oh shit, what's going to, are you dying? Do you have cancer? He's like, I have diabetes. I'm like, bro, it's not that bad. Like, we get it. We get it. <laughs> That's not that bad. I mean, <laughs> no, you're right. You're 100% correct. But the funniest we part about you're going to die. We thought you were going to die. Yeah. The funniest part about that is like, were you a Jonas Brothers fan or are you still? I'm an okay, I'm an okay Jonas Brothers fan. Okay. So you're not a hater. I was a Camp Rock fan. So was I. I still Yeah. Still, um, we could go on a tangent about that though. Those movies suck if you watch them back today, but yep. uh, I still watch them anyway. Um, well, like I always make the joke that Nick Jonas is my dia brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, and bro. uh, and um, we talk about that song, me and my friends, we do this a lot. We talk about that song a little bit longer that he wrote when he was a kid, yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you, and like he, he says this, but if you listen to the song, you know, pretty quick that it was about the same time he got diagnosed with diabetes. And it's about that whole experience for him because he yeah. was a kid. Right. And I remember listening to that for the first time and being like, oh my God, like this guy's like, like listening to it for the first time after I already had diabetes and be like, man, this guy's a drama queen. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? He's pretending like he's going to die. Like, we're all good. We're, we're all like, good to go. I I get that. Like some people that have diabetes have it so bad. Like, and some sure. people just don't. Well, I like think you, that, I think that like everyone's got it bad until they figure it all out and then right. it starts to regulate. Like yeah. there's ways to regulate it and I'm not diminishing it. I mean, I have it. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to diminish it. Like I, like I get it right. Like it's not fun. There's a lot of moments where you're like, Oh, I kind of wish I like this could just go away. There's right. moments where you want to quit when there's, when it's 3am in the middle of the night and you get woken up because your pump's going off because you're low. Like the last thing you want to do is eat a bunch of candy at 3am with your eyes closed. Right. Like, like there are moments where you're like, well, yeah, maybe, I don't know. There are moments I mean, where I, you're like, I probably would want to do that, but yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't know about this. Right. But, but like also there's just if you take care of yourself like it's all going to be okay and you'll be fine and like if right. the worst thing the worst thing is that you don't drink regular coca-cola or regular dr pepper whatever it is like you'll live. here's the thing here's the thing about that too coke zero is significantly better than regular coke diet coke is significantly better than all of that i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear it okay also sorry this is so random we're playing at luke's today luke Bryan's in a commercial so that if you've been in Luke Bryan's there's TVs directly in front of you while you're playing on the stage a commercial for spiced Coca-Cola comes on TV oh. and I don't know if it's like I, red hot Coca-Cola I don't know I don't know what it would be like like is it is it a little a little jalapeno-y or what like what's the deal I need to find one and try it is it zesty a little zesty <laughs> you know but also uh -huh. Dr. Pepper Dr. Pepper 10 was the best Dr. Pepper. I don't know if I ever had Dr. Pepper 10. They don't make it anymore, but I might be dating myself a little bit here, but I don't think you're that much older than me. So I don't think I'm you not. are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're like two years older than me. Yeah. I don't know if that really felt right. It. I just felt right to say it. I feel, like, right. I feel like that's what people say, man. 
like yeah i'm really dating myself here but like Wait, bro, so what, what was doctor born, number 10 uh doctor? it was 10 10 calories okay that's it I'll, i don't know it didn't exactly. taste any difference no i mean it did it tasted oh a i remember this i remember this but it, it wasn't hand. like yeah 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 huh. dr pepper 10, 10. Yeah. I'm literally, I'm Googling it right now. Let's I see. think Diet Dr. Pepper is like pretty, pretty goaded. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm a big Diet Dr. Pepper guy. I love so. Diet Dr. Pepper. You know, what's crazy about that is my, my mom loves Diet Dr. Pepper too. But people who don't need or don't have to drink diet sodas if they don't want to love Diet Dr. Pepper. Like it is, it is known to be like people like yeah. it more than they like regular Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I don't know. It's probably just the aspartame in it, but you know, that is what it is. Did I did I ever uh, tell you the story? Wait, sorry, I I don't mean to interrupt you. Can you drink interrupt. like Mexican Coke? No. God, dude, Mexican yeah. Coke is so good. It's tough. Too. Yeah, it's tough. It's I've had it. Like I can have a sip. A sip's not gonna kill me. Yeah, you're not. But gonna like, die, but... but like, I've had it. It's it it is good, but I I can't drink a whole bottle. No. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's pretty good. It's pretty freaking good. Um, I have this really funny moment and if I told you the story already, um, tell me, but also I'm going to tell it for the, for the listeners. Cause it's really funny. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, I was at a bagel store the other day last week and, um, I walked in to order a breakfast sandwich and it's this really small place that's in my town. And I walk in and I also like to add that at no point did anything I'm about to say, like, offend me or upset me at all i found it really funny and that's why i'm telling this story mm -hmm. so i walked in and i walk in and there's these two people in there both of which i grew up with yeah and i haven't seen them in i don't know how long and they're they're together now they're dating and um she lives here and he is in the navy i won't use names let's just say that but mm -hmm. she's here and he's in the navy and i walked in and i said hello courteous right said hello yeah and i grabbed my it was like probably 11 30 um maybe 12 o'clock and i ordered my food and i grab a diet coke out of the fridge right and so this was a few weeks ago and i am talking to them and we're having a conversation right and i'm just kind of catching up and you know kind of just breaking weird awkward silence if i was just standing there so mm -hmm. um i grab my food and i grab my drink off the counter and I'm walking out and I, I, you know, I'm talking to them for a second. I'm asking him how life is. And I look at the guy in the Navy and I'm like, I'm like, dude, like how much time you have left? And he's like, cause he's a Naval engineer. He's smart as hell. And mm. he's like, dude, I got one more year left. I'm done. I'm like, awesome, dude. That's amazing. And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Right. He's talking. And then we finished the conversation. I'm about to be like, it was good to see you guys. He looks me up and down and goes, you know, man, that diet shit will kill you. Like middle of the bagel store. So I'm like thinking of my toes, right? Half a second. <laughs> Don't even tell me. I go. Like I like this is where this is where like if, if you're listening to this right now and you know me personally, like you know that sometimes I think of what I'm saying as it's leaving my mouth. That is and so I, funny. And I go on the dime, I say, Yeah, man. Uh so will diabetes. I really gotta pick and choose my battles. And I, I give him a fist bump and I give her a fist bump and I walked out. So I made it seem like I was really mad, but I just wanted to let him know. Like she was cracking up, but I was just mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, yeah, so old diabetes, bro. Like I got to pick and choose my battles, my friend. And I just like fist bumped him and I got out of there. It was That's so funny. funny. It was so funny. That's so anyway. funny.
that's my uh, my diet soda tangent, but you know, aspartame's not good for you. But I'd rather live to eighty with fifty percent aspartame, artificial sugars, and live to ninety five and not have any fun. So, you know, whatever it might be, what it might be, but that's all. That's all it is. Anyway, um, anyway, there's that. But um, so why don't we uh, talk about this new song, right? So, yeah, let's do it. So. You put Turn This Truck Around, which was your first song out in 2022, July 22nd, 22, which was probably around the last time you were here. Um, And then, so now, fast forward, 2024, you have a new song coming out, Better On You. I love it. I listen to it all the time. It's fantastic. If you're listening now, it's out now. So please listen to it, share it with your friends and and uh, do all that good stuff. Hey, there's just one thing I got to note about this song that I didn't realize before until right now. The cover art is a girl with the best pro shops hat on, but it's just mm-hmm. better on you. Yeah, you like that? And the line in the song is, <laughs> you look good in my Bass Pro hat. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Look at that. Let's go. Look, I'm looking. Hey. So talk about it. So uh, better on you. Yeah, so better on you is the new song. And um, March 1st, if you're listening to this now, it's out already, so go stream it. But I, I wrote it with um, Ethan Willis, Hunter Jordan, and Chris Sly. And so I um, hadn't written with uh, Hunter or Chris yet. So if, if you don't know Chris, Chris is a big – he's a big writer in town. Um, but he had a number one uh, with Rascal Flatts back in the day with here comes goodbye and so yep. i was like Very oh strong. shit this is my that's my jam growing up yeah and i was like uh oddly nervous to write with him because i had never written with somebody that had a number one at that point yeah yeah and so i was like i gotta bring in an idea i can't just go in bald you know well, um I, I, don't know, I don't know if that was the right way to say it but uh so i brought the idea in and i was like originally it was like yeah you look good in my my old braves hat um and that was like just the the one or two lines that i had it was like yeah you look better and all this and this and this but nothing looks better on you than me i think chris actually brought the hook back and the little like the thing in the verse goes that part where it like goes up in the verses chris chris brought that and it was really sick um, but it really turned out good and and i'm very very excited about it i recorded it with jake partial and this was my first song with Jake too. Um, and he just crushed it, just absolutely crushed it out the park. Um, so I'm very thankful for him and uh, all the guys that played on it and Hunter and Ethan and Chris for taking the idea and letting me, you know, kind of run with it a little yeah. bit. And uh, But yeah, I'm really excited. It's a, it's a lot different than Turn This Truck Around is. Yeah. Sonically, I think Turn This Truck Around is very – like old school type country and that's that's what i was going for it then but like i told jake when we went to go record this i was like man i just want it to be like gritty and like have some ass behind it yeah um i don't want it to be like super country like yeah maybe throw some steel in there but like make it gritty like make it hard you know so yeah so do you think that like because this being your second released single like do you do you think that you want to just put songs out that kind of um, highlight you as an artist, as a writer and as vocalist and like change it up in terms of like what you like, right? Like, like you don't want to, you don't want to pigeon yourself in too much with like, 
more country, like more super country stuff. And you kind of want to like play around with it. Right. So that people can see like, Oh, you do all this different stuff. And then, you know, of course, when you go and you get to the time where it's like, all right, I'm going to put out an EP, you make it more, more themed, right. Where it makes yeah, more yeah. sense. But yeah, like, for sure. are you approaching this and the other stuff that you have coming in the future as like, this is who I am. Like, here's my umbrella of stuff. Like, this is what I can do. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that's what we're kind of going to try to do. I have a couple, I have two songs in my head right now that I want to record and put out. Um, so the, the next two that we'll probably do. Um, and one of them is, is like really hard, like kind of more Rocky, mm -hmm. uh, but could be really country in the same, in the same vein. Um, and then the other one would, would be like really chill and laid back kind of more acoustic E type, which I love just like acoustic songs, but yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah. I think it, I think it's really going to be cool kind of. And I also just love being in the studio and like making music. I think that's really a part that kind of gets lost on people that hear the music. Sure. Um, it's like, it took, hours and hours and hours and months to like get everything perfect the way we wanted yeah. it people people just listen to three minutes of a song and they're like yeah that was good yeah. they don't see everything that went to the back end of it like all the players all the mixing sure the mastering everything that goes into it um and then the actual writing of the song like we i mean it took us like i don't know i don't remember exactly how long it took three four hours to write that song and then mm -hmm. we celebrated by eating mexican food after that so classic you know but yeah i'm i'm excited about it i think it's gonna be really fun would you have ever considered before moving to nashville like would you have ever thought the the like mixing and producing and putting together a song with players and things like that would be something you're into oh yeah 100 percent. i would love to do that i uh i think I mean, I, I'm friends with Grady Saxman too, who does a lot of recording. Um, and I've been out to his place um, a, a ton at this point. And just watching like the process of like, hey, this, go to the one here, go to the four, like ring this, put this diamond on there, all this different stuff. And that's like music lingo, whatever, Nashville music, whatever. But uh, I just love the process of making music almost as much as I do writing the music. And I think that's cool. just like the, the nerd in me, yeah. big nerd um like growing up playing drums learning teaching myself how to play guitar all that stuff kind of ingrained that in me i think that's really cool i think it's really cool because like i don't know like even in our daily lives right like we go back and forth all the time and you send me a song and i send you a song and we say mm -hmm. oh like this guy's underrated this guy's underrated blah, blah. well you know you know what i mean like we we go back and forth and i think that that's that's just passion right like yeah. we we, I mean, obviously we love very similar music, but I'm just saying like people who do that have passion to do that. And to yeah. say like some people love saying how talking about like some sort of athlete, right. And saying like, mm -hmm. you know, like this guy was not better than this guy, but we love saying like, Hey, what about Andy Griggs, man? Or what about so-and-so, you know what I mean? Like, like guys that, that we just like to toss songs back and 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 say like hey listen to this melody or listen to this line or whatever it might be um so to, to hear that like you have i mean i i knew this but like it's cool to hear that you are passionate about everything not just the writing part or not just the yeah. going out and playing part like there's you're 
four dimensional, not one dimensional. Right. Like yeah. I think that's awesome. You're a four tool player. Yeah. I love, I love every aspect of music. And I, I wrote this down. I sent this to you earlier, but if oh, anybody read this. knows who Billy Strings is, he had the best quote I've ever heard about like being passionate about music. It was on Theo Vaughn's podcast and I won't quote it verbatim because my mom will get pissed off at me. She go or he said, I'm just a crazy mf that will die for this shit. I play for my life. It's not a job. It's my effing survival. It's everything to me. And I have never heard a quote that I resonated with more. I was like, holy crap, that's so good. Because like, I really do like breathe music. And like, yes, I have other things that I'm passionate about too. But like, if you took music away from me, I would be, I would be done for. Like yeah. music is the one thing where I could like sit all day deep deep dive into albums like you sent me jeffrey Steele's old stuff the other day and i did a huge deep dive on him and that's just one example of many different things but it's like i don't even know you know but i i get it though and it's like and and people don't it's hard because i feel like i feel like there's less people like you and me and more that are so like here like tunnel visioned right like yeah like there are so many people that that are so like oh this song's a banger right mm-hmm. and it's just it's just the one song and um and that's it right like there's and yeah. there's nothing else to them and it's not like oh like i mean that's a good song but like do you know these other 15 right and i yeah. think that, that that just goes to show you like there's music passion and then there's just music fans so there's a yeah. difference between the two right like yep. you know not that this is a knock but you know my brother is really into Emily Ann Roberts because I told him to listen to her and he thinks he's really great, right? Or she's really great. But yeah. he loves he <laughs> he loves Find Me a Man, which is a great song, but it's also really funny because he loves that song and obviously we're yeah. dudes, so it's hilarious. But like <laughs> I'm like, dude, listen to the whole album. He goes, I don't need to. I love this song. I'm like, oh but the whole album's so good. And he goes, Yeah, I'll get there eventually. But it's different because like for you and me, it's like we see. 15 yeah. songs that we get to listen to and we right. get to figure out what we like about them. People right. who aren't like that see a good song they can listen to on repeat and they'll always enjoy that song. But yeah. people like us see a path. We see a story, we see a project mm-hmm. and you know, we get to, we get excited about the fact that, you know, as much as I hate the residuals that go into streaming for artists and writers, the fact that I can pull up my phone and listen to absolutely whatever I want, whenever I want, for as long as I want. Yeah, it's like you're a kid in a candy store. It's yeah. real. It's a, that's like you're a diabetic in a candy store. Yep, there it is. You want you it all. Who, you know who is very good. Um, if you want to deep dive somebody and actually appreciate them them sonically, is how much Muscadine Bloodline has changed over the years. Fantastic. I you're cannot. I correct. can't remember uh, what album it was. I don't remember if it was burn it at both ends or um dispatch to 16th avenue i can't remember which one it burn was it but both they, ends. was it the one where they just every song back to back to back oh no dispatch dispatch is that one it yeah yeah every sure. every song from top to bottom is like together so you yeah. have to listen to it top to bottom to actually understand the the sonics of the song and like how teenage dixie's like that too yeah i mean god dude it's so good and and it's funny because like Teenage Dixie was my most listened to record of twenty four or twenty three, yeah. yeah. and um, 
the reason being is because sonically that's a masterpiece i mean yeah. i mean dispatch is great too i love that record too yeah. uh i i think that there's just a couple of other songs that i really am into on teenage which is why i listen to that so much but yeah. there's something to be said about that right like there's something to be said about being able to sonically go through it and you're right like if you go back and listen to the first muscadine stuff like mm -hmm. i remember when jenny jenny came out right but yeah. like and that stuff is kind of still kind of similar to kind of of what they play but if you listen mm -hmm. to like crickets and cane poles and shut yeah, your that. mouth and southern pieces. boy cure pieces. pieces with laney yeah oh, with laney. like all that stuff is not it's not the same like it's different they've changed no. i'm not saying it's any worse it's it's great it's part of their journey and yep. they also say that right like i feel like every time they go to put a record out they say like this is the best stuff we've ever, ever made yeah and right? it is, you want to grow always yeah always so also random random uh side note if anyone knows charlie muncaster Please, I don't know what they're gonna do with this song. They did a, the quarantine tapes oh, in twenty twenty. Every day that ends in Y is my favorite song that Muscadine has ever put out. That song is so good. That that is my favorite song. And if they are ever gonna re-release it, that's fantastic. If they want to let me cut it, that would be great too. <laughs> um, so if anybody knows Charlie or Randy Montana or Eric Pasley, please let them know I would like to cut the song. Not that they uh, would let me, but. You never know. You, you never know unless you It's ask. worth the ask, right? It's worth the <laughs> ask. Yeah. Um, very, very funny story. And not that I want to talk about myself, but I really should say this is that um, my, so this came out a week before I started this podcast. That song did? The, the quarantine, quarantine tapes. tapes. Yeah. And um, I remember vividly sitting on that couch over there and putting my computer and my microphone on it and then just saying all right um yeah let's let's do it <laughs> and yeah. then you can probably still listen to it i think i still have it up it's probably episode one um i don't recommend you listen to it because i sound like i don't know what i'm doing because i didn't and i still don't but um i basically said like here's some things that i like and i mentioned a couple of albums and i mentioned quarantine tapes volume yeah so um I'm with you though. That's such a great song. And truthfully, like I love that they put made her that way out. Yeah. But I also really loved the MP4 version. Me too. So, you know, I just think it was, it was such a, like nobody was doing anything during COVID, you know, everything was shut down. I wasn't even in Nashville right. yet. When COVID hit, I was still in, like working in my college town. So I was just like walking my dog every day, blah, 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 blah. Like trying to go outside and run. Cause the gym was closed. Like we couldn't even do anything. Yeah. We we're working from home. Like, so all this crap. And then that comes out and I'm like, dude, this is, everyone needs to just drop work tapes. Yeah. Like, I don't know is, if anyone did. Did anyone? I don't really know. If I don't remember. Did. I know. Like, I feel like we definitely got to have Austin Snell did a thing. Yeah. Uh, or it was like the songs from my phone or whatever. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Um, that's before nobody, he even blew up too. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Nobody has really like dropped full on just dead work tapes, you know? Yeah. But what which I think is, is really so cool sick. about what I think is really cool about the whole work tape thing that they did, that the Muscon guys did, is that like some of these songs we're going to hear. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. some of these songs are going to get out there and we're going to hear them and we already have. And like, 
it's so funny because when they were like, oh, Made Her That Way is coming out and it blew yeah. up on social media, everyone's like, oh, I love this song. But then yeah. you had like hundreds of people go like, I know every single word to this song because they've been listening yeah. to the Worktape version for, you know, four years or whatever. Yeah. It might be. So, well, I mean, it's the same way with a lot of music that like nowadays, I guess it's it's kind of weird with TikTok and stuff, but like people used to put songs on YouTube. Like I used to learn Luke Combs covers off of YouTube. Yeah. And like Mississippi or me, Riley Green was a YouTube video forever. Yeah. And then Pete, I guess he just got tired of people begging for it and finally put it out. But like, yeah, that's how people used to listen and learn songs. Like you'd get old, uh, like used to burn CDs of songs sure. from iTunes and like sure. put them in your car. I, funny story about that. I used to have a Drake CD in my car when i turned like right after i turned 16 i had a drake burn cd like a, yeah. what do you, I don't even, but i got i went to work at this camp and i came back and my dad had left me a note in my car taking the cd out put every every one of my radio stations on the christian music channel <laughs> when i got home so i turned my car on or whatever and it's just like 89.9 89.9 every single one of my presets and the the <laughs> thing was gone i was like what happened he goes you don't need to listen to that shit wow like, okay. all right that's fair probably don't need to i already knew every word but you know. sure yeah <laughs> that's amazing that's so amazing talk about it just, uh, yeah wow holy shit that's nuts that's so crazy um i totally resonate with that because i i get this it's pretty often like i'm I would like to think I'm an encyclopedia for songs just because I just mm. listen to so much music. Yeah. But I credit a lot of that to the YouTube videos I used to watch. Like I credit probably 75% of that to Timothy Baker mm. or honestly, Jordan. Yeah. Baker. I found Tim on YouTube too, man. I, yeah. I, I used to watch him whenever I was like just sitting at work bored. Some days I would turn on YouTube and I would see him uh, having posted a new video or whatever. And, just ripping the guitar and then rippery vocals like crazy. And then I actually got to meet him. The first writer's round I ever played in Nashville. I hadn't even moved here yet. Timothy and Ethan Phillips played. I love Ethan. Right before us. And I was like, dude, these, I don't, I, my songs are ass compared to this. And they're just like shitting around up here, picking like freaking, um, <laughs> Stevie Ray Vaughan is what it's I thought, insane. but obviously, you know, you know, but now it's Tim's insane. an old hickory and Ethan's really? doing his thing, but. Oh my God. I know it's, it's nuts. And it's like, like I, I'm an ass of a human compared to them. Like they, they're, they're just like the, the nicest guys salt ever. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth. You cannot get any better than those yeah. two guys. It, it truly yeah. is insane, but it's so funny. Cause you're right. Like when I was 14, Tim was 16, I think. I think he's two years older than I am. And I remember watching YouTube videos at 14 years old of Timothy Baker on his parents' porch singing songs mm -hmm. all the way through college. I feel like I went on like a journey with Timothy yeah. for many years before I finally met him in yep. my 20s. So like, I, I, I don't know, like, I, but I'm with you. Like, I think YouTube is a big part for a lot of guys on how they figured out their songs and what they liked and the type of music they liked and what they listened to. And obviously yeah. uh, if you're, if you're, I mean, this isn't dating me either, but um, if you remember, I used to do this all the time on my iPods, right. On my iPod yeah. touch, 
I used to go on YouTube and I used to pull up like YouTube to MP3s and I would convert the file and then I would bleed it onto my iPod so I didn't have to pay for the song. And then you had all these like really bad scratch recordings of YouTube videos, but still like I used to do all of that. And that's how you just got so much music because you didn't have to pay 10 bucks for an album, right? Nope. You could just go ahead and download all the songs that you liked and then that was it. And then it was that easy. But I yep. agree. I think that like YouTube is a big part for guys like you and guys like me. Like I, that was a massive um, outlet for a lot of us. So I'm 100%. with it. That's cool. Jordan Rager too. That's another guy that I yep. was that I was really watching back in the day. Um, yep. So YouTube's interesting, man. It truly is. Um, so 2024, new song coming out. It's out now. Um, stuff's on the way. Um, what is your goal? By the end of 2024, if I was to talk to you January 1st of 25, what would you hope that you would have accomplished? Um, that's a great question. So I have like goals that I set every January. They're not necessarily like New Year's resolutions. It's just like Fair. what I want to what I want to do for the year. Cause I have found that resolutions don't always stick that well. Nope. So they don't. I want to at least have three songs out this year, or two or three songs out this year. Um, or at least, at least two more recorded and at least one more out. Um, I don't know. I have two in my head that I'm going back and forth with on which one would be next to record. Um, or maybe I do both of them. I don't know, but I also want to start working on, I I have this, like, I love old, like nineties country music and, um, I know you do too, but. I want to do like an acoustic EP, which cool. I think would be sick. Like just me and two guitars, just raw vocals, me and two guitars. I think that would be sick. And just like five or six songs. Um, just, and not, not even all country songs. Like I have, there's some rock songs on there too, that I want to do too, but. Um, all covers. Yeah. All covers. I do you have an idea of what you want them to be? Yeah, I have, I have four for sure that I want to do. I want to do take it easy. The Eagles, um, any, anything but mine, Kenny Chesney. Yeah. Um, red dirt road, Brooks and Dunn. You do a really good cover of red dirt road. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, you did. Um, I had, I have a few more. They're escaping me at the moment. I can't diamond Rio. Oh, one more day. One more day or meet me in the middle or, if you really feel well, acoustically, it doesn't do as well. This is my favorite Jeffrey Steele cut, though, in terms of songs that he's written that I think are awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah. She's so typical. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I yep. love that song. Um, wow. That's awesome. I would love that. I didn't know you were going to do that. That's cool. I, uh, I don't know when that would, would be out, but, um, I'm actually looking for the list of songs. I have a list of songs somewhere that I want to do, but I can't find it right now. But um, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I just think that would be cool because, like, one, a lot of people get found because they did a cover of a song. Like, yeah. let's like, I know so many people who say, "Oh yeah, I heard, I first heard about them because they put this cover out of that song." And that's how I found well, their Tim, music. You know, Tim. Yeah, Tim exactly. And so, like, I just think it'd be cool. Because people always are looking for those songs, or like you're typing in anything with Mike Hanchez or Take It Easy, The Eagles, like, and you see Take It Easy, 
cover Will Danette and be like, huh, I wonder what that sounds yeah. like. Play it. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, think that's cool. Be, yeah. I think you should do it. I think that'd be really awesome. It's going to happen. I just don't know. Oh, either, uh, not either way. Um, What's that? Uh, Whiskey and You, Chris Stapleton song. Great song. That would be on there too. Um, that song is killer live. Yeah. Killer. That's all I can think of right now though. That's really cool though. I think you should do that. I think that it's a really good way to, um, I mean, I'm a really big fan of covers because I think that they are really good at kind of painting a different picture for a lot of people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I love the original versions of songs, but I also do like covers for certain songs, right? Like I think that, that if you can do a cover the right way and have it resonate with someone, you succeeded. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that your version is any less than the original or the originals not as good like it's yeah. or bet you know what i mean like it, yeah they each have their own meaning and i think that that's really important so yes mm-hmm. i i agree with you i think the covers are important and and to do that would be fun and i like that i like yeah. that idea so you know but, uh, you know who's really good at at doing covers who cody johnson awesome i want an entire cody johnson cover up me too like i can listen to him sing whoever's in new england all day long on repeat 24 hours a day 365 days a year i could would you ever have the nuts to to record that and put it on instagram because i think you should whoever's in new england yeah i'll do it yeah i think you should do it i'll do it after the song comes out after this pod comes out i'll do it yeah i say you do it let's set a date you want to set a date to do it yeah i'll post it let's see march march 5th March fifth. Why not? March fifth. Yeah, why, why not? not? Let's do it. I gotta put why not that us? On my calendar. Why not us? So oh, big calendar guy in twenty twenty four. Big calendar guy. Big time. But I'm with you. I think that that song is great, and to, to hear him cover that, I love it. I also love Cody Johnson's cover, and I'm sure you've heard this. Um, he, he did that like campfire session for CMT, mm-hmm. um, and at the end of it, he did Wichita Lyman, which mm. was insane killer but he also did like a bonus video that came out later on uh which is one of my this is one of my favorite songs ever uh bow to curtis low whoa yeah whoa yeah man could sing a phone book and i love it truly yeah he's good man i I got to see him at the rhyme and um yeah i hate that you saw that show because i wanted that show dude it was so good i mean it was like and if you haven't seen cody live I've seen him a few times at this point. He puts on the best, the best, show. The, the best show. It's unreal. There's something to be said about someone said this to me the other day. And I, I told you this, like country music is cool again. Right. Yeah. Which is great mm-hmm. because I've always thought country music is cool, but it's cool again. And it's cool when you have an artist like Cody Johnson, who just loves it so much. And you can yeah. see it straight on his face. Like mm-hmm. you can see how much he loves it. And to be in a, especially me here, to be in a world where you feel like you're kind of in this little tiny box mm-hmm. and to go to a Cody Johnson show and just feel like everyone around you is one of you, there's really something to be said about that. And that's yeah. like one of the greatest feelings in the world. And I know, and I've only felt that in a couple of spots that one of those shows, I've been to a couple, one of those, yeah. or when I go to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel weird. You don't feel different. Like you don't feel like an outcast. You don't feel like a geek. Like you just feel like everyone loves this one thing. And that's amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, Zach Bryan's got that going on right now, too. Luke yeah. has that. Morgan has that. I mean, Stephen Paul has that. People love – like, people – you can you can tell when someone is playing a song just to play a song or when they're playing a song because they love a song. Yeah. Or they're doing it because they love it. Like, I've always said this. It wouldn't matter if I was, like, playing on Broadway forever or if I get one day get a record deal or a publishing deal. If I'm – able to pay my bills playing music i'll be happy i don't care yep that's right doesn't does matter. not matter it nope. does not matter i i love I mean, it it would be nice but <laughs> it, w- it would be nice but you know muscadine does it and they're all right so yeah, they're doing they're doing all right though i think they're doing okay so <laughs> hey there's a way to do it you just got to find it there's a system yep. you just got to figure out a way to crack the code so yeah well, that's that but Dude, I'm so excited for this new song. I'm excited to see what this uh, year's got going for you. And, um, you know, man, like I, you have one of my favorite voices. You know that. I tell that to people all the time. That's why I share your music so much. And I say, hey, um, you know, this is my friend, Will. He's he's got a great voice. You know, listen to him, whatever. That's why when we go to Nashville, I make my friends watch you and they (laughs) throw random suggestions at you and and to sing random songs and whatever else. We love that. We love that. Love it. Love it. But, um, Listen, I appreciate you uh, wanting to come back and hang out with me and talk about your song and and you in general and shoot the shit and have a good time. And yeah, man. Uh, if your mom's listening right now, I hope I didn't say anything that that upset you too much. No, I, you're you're good. I sometimes I, fly off the handle. We didn't clown as much as we thought we were going to. But... I thought that, but we started getting into a normal conversation. Yeah, we and did. And then fun. when that happens, if you notice when we do that, it's a long, drawn out conversation, but it's always serious. Always yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really did think we were going to clown a lot and there was going to be no direction. It was going to be really bad. Maybe part three. We'll clown a little bit more. Part three. <laughs> but I think that we that we actually had things we wanted to talk about, which is really good. Yeah. So, um, although there's one thing that we didn't talk about, um, which I kind of thought we were going to talk about, and that's this whole Beyonce thing and the country music with Beyonce. But, um, you know, maybe that's another conversation for Maybe that's day. a whole separate podcast. Maybe it is, man. Maybe know, it is. We'll see. You're, Everyone that's listening right now is going to have to uh, keep wondering what our opinions yeah. on that whole song is. And, and tune that in deal, so. uh, in a year and a half, whenever <laughs> Will and I are going to talk again. We get back on here. <laughs> We're going to talk again next time for a year and a half. We're going to end this call right now, and I'm not going to talk to Will for the next year and a half. We're going to go dark. That's it. He's not going to hear from me for the next year and a half. That's all it is. I mean, for everyone that's listening to this, Kyle's probably going to text me in 20 minutes. So. Relax, easy. That's crazy. <laughs> and then, and then when he's, and then when he's. Uh, when he's done talking to me, he's just going to throw me the laughing emoji and that's it. That's how you know. When he doesn't yep. say any words and he just gives you an emoji, he's done. He's done with the conversation. That's yes, it. I love it. <laughs> well, well, thanks for coming to hang with the man. Thanks for, um, you know, always being a good time, a good buddy, and uh, you're the man. So uh, keep on rocking. And, yes, sir. Um, Thank you, brother. Um, if you're listening right now, um, Will's new song is out now. Go listen to it. Better on you. It's fantastic. Trust me. It's so, so great. Um, his voice is awesome. The writing's awesome. Um, some great writers on this song. Um, go gas it, share it with your friends. It's like hot wax. Don't let a match around it because there'll be a fire. It just, it's so great. <laughs> so if you're listening now, go stream and share it with your friends. Go follow Will on Instagram uh, at Will Donat, all one word, D-I-N-N-A-T. And, um, you know, do all that good stuff. Share the uh, country music word there. And thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, uh, wherever you listen to pods, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. 
um, it's there. Go stream it, share it. Um, this is episode 190 something. We're like almost at uh, 200, which is pretty wild. But um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's pretty been pretty great. Uh, we're closing on four years, and and uh, there's something to be said about that. So uh, here's to another four years. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Kyle. That's Will. We'll see you next week. Peace out.